0: That Home Depot just made an interesting announcement. Listen to this.
1: So Home Depot says they're officially canceling that traditional rush out to the store Black Friday. They'll be offering discounts, though, through November and December at stores and online. <laughs> Hang on. Were, were people really going to Home Depot on Black Friday? <laughs> uh, people were setting their alarm
2: at 2 a.m. and lining up outside for plywood? Uh, was that just a recognition that it's been dead for years? I guess uh, uh, no. But, uh, the not wanting to
3: have a thing that brings mass people to the store, oh, which they may God. not be allowed to do. Gotcha. Blah, blah, blah.
0: OK, not sure that was happening at Home Depot, but discussions of Black Friday feel to me like discussions of dancing around the Maypole or shooing horses. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a niche thing at this point. Yeah. We don't uh, Black Friday, please. Hey, but we've all caught on to that, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, stuff goes on sale all <clears throat> the time. Yes, yeah. yes, indeed. Dateline Denver beepity beep beep More than seventy five percent of Colorado claims for federal unemployment assistance uh, programs for self employed workers and independent contractors since july eighteenth. More than seventy five percent were determined to be fraudulent.
2: Oof, three quarters of a fraudulent
0: state of Colorado. That's rough. Oof. State Labor Department officials say the problem has been increased since mid July, with false claims coming from within and without the states. The state, rather, Denver Post uh, reports that officials estimate they've received as many as 50,000 fraudulent claims in the two weeks since August the 22nd. Well,
2: when when the first trillion-some-dollar stimulus package got passed, one of my favorite fiscal conservatives I heard say, you're going to be hearing about fraud out of this for
0: decades. Yeah, Because when you've
2: got that much money, you can't wrap your head around trillions
0: of dollars. Right. Right.
2: There are people. Nor grabbing, can you
0: wrap your accounting around it.
2: People are grabbing big chunks of that. Nobody will ever even notice. Yeah, There's everybody's so figured
0: out how to game the system. Mm-hmm. People, the beast adjusts to its environment. If the fruit is no longer up in the trees, the beast and it falls to the ground. The beast adapts and just picks it up from the ground. I love this headline: "Dozens of Austrians puzzled after receiving U.S. stimulus checks." Banks say. Hundreds of cast do you cash the U.S. stimulus check at Austrian banks in recent months? One of the Austrians who claimed to have received such an erroneous check, pensioner Manfred Banreiter, age 73, uh, told some Austrian TV station, um, that he at first believed his check was part of a sophisticated fraud scream. We quietly went to the bank where we will told to see if it's real. <laughs> Three days later, if he had money in our bank account they have no idea neither what is a, he and his wife that's austrian that's his uh, his particular region of austria okay. I, I have uh, uh, 10 or 11 different austrian accents <laughs> <laughs> I'll do How do you do
2: regional Austrian accents? It's oh, fantastic. Oh, absolutely,
0: yeah. Are you north or south of the Reaper bond? Anyway, <laughs> uh, he and his wife received $1,200 each, although neither is a U.S. resident or holds U.S. citizenship. That's Key hilarious. eligibility requirements. He briefly worked in the U.S. in the 1960s and still receives a small pension from that period of employment, uh, he says. It's hilarious in that
2: angering sort of way. I wish it hadn't happened. And obviously, if you're out there and you're struggling, or you know, I've known people who applied for this money and deserve it uh, and haven't gotten their checks. You'd be really, really mad.
0: Yeah. So at least several dozen Austrians thought, "Well, this isn't right. This is the this the, the Austrians are very uh, attentive people, very uh, you know responsible. So they they all went to the bank and said, "Is this right? Is this is legit? Should I cash it?" And they did. Dozens and dozens. Now, in the grand scheme of things, that's a drop in the bucket. But um, who knows how many uh, you know, Germans and, and French and, and Pakistanis or who, who else? Icelanders. Oh, no, not that. What could be worse than that?
2: Hey, I'm looking up at a quote on uh, Good Morning America. Dr. Fauci warns we should hunker down for the fall. I haven't heard this. What's that all about? Because uh, the flu season's coming?
0: Yeah, he, yeah, it's the whole, uh, the flu is going to make a certain number of people sick, plus we're indoors more in the and what, fall. and what's, just That's
2: when disease spreads. What's hunker down look like? We haven't been hunkering down? This hasn't been hunkering down? If this hasn't been hunkering down, I'm afraid of the term.
0: I think he's just, uh, who was it? Was it, uh, the president said the other day, we're in the final stretch. We can see the finish line, final stretch. He's still going with his optimistic thing um, and I think Fauci was trying to gently counter, uh, counter that so Seeing still the finish line is not being at the finish line we right. need to
3: hunker down and get there I think it was more of a continuation of what we're doing as opposed to uh,
0: an increase. Yeah, no new uh, measures, no new, you know, uh, uber hunkering, just the the usual level of hunkering.
2: Okay. He's also, as we've talked about a lot, he's a guy with one specific interest, the spread of the disease. He's not worried about your kid becoming uh, suicidal or you never being able to open your business again because you went out of business and you're going to have to find a new career. Right. Uh, so I uh, I think this is really interesting. So I mentioned yesterday I now know easily know more people that have lost their businesses than got COVID. Mm. I would love to see a poll of how 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 many people are in that situation. And I heard about somebody yesterday another person I know very well who's closing down their business and uh, getting a, get, just getting a different going a different direction. Applied for a job with the state and got hired. Wow. Uh, closed their business. I know four times as many people who've closed their businesses, then got COVID. How many people do you know who lost their jobs or took a pay cut? Everybody.
0: Yeah, everybody took well, a pay cut, Well, practically everybody. Uh, oh, no, that's not true. There are some contractors I know, people in home improvement and real estate, that's just exploding right now. But, you know, that's uh, it's an exception. I'm not, you know, I'm and not. It, it varies depending on where you are. If you live in the Bronx, you're probably thinking, no, everybody I know had the vid, and that's I'm, fine. I'm not solid on my science here, but... If you have
2: a horrifying pandemic, should you know more people that lost their business
0: than people who got the disease? That speaks truth there. Ah, That's that's probably a reality we ought to contemplate. Speaking of businesses and products, as a heterosexual male, I have uh, been deeply grateful for the yoga pants phenomenon, as are most of my brethren. Perhaps the leader in that field, Lulu Lemon. Uh Lululemon is dead. Dead to me. Probably dead to you too. We'll tell you why. Find your stretchy pants elsewhere. That oh oh speaking of racism, being woke. You're good and woke, aren't you? We don't want you listening to the show if you're not woke. If you're a white person, you're already a racist. By definition, you're born a racist and you can never be redeemed. Wake up. But thank but, you. Thank you, Uncle Joe. Uh, but if you're a white person who owns a dog, you're extra double racist. Dog ownership is racist. Oh, are you kidding me? You're practically a Klansman for not knowing this. Fantastic.
2: And we'll check in on the uh, you know, the enlightened uh, NFL as it kicked off last night.
0: The Armstrong and Getty Show. Boy, now you're on my mind. Senator Joseph Biden may have more explaining to do. The new questions stem from taped remarks of, of Biden States. during an April campaign appearance in New Hampshire. I went to law school on a full academic scholarship, the only one in my, in my class uh, that have a full academic scholarship. Went back to law school and, in fact, ended up in the top half of my class. I was the outstanding student in the political
1: science department at the end of my year. I graduated with three degrees from undergraduate school and 165 credits, only 123 credits.
0: Biden now concedes he did not graduate in the top half of his law school class, that he does not have three degrees from college, and that he was not named outstanding political science student in college. Newsweek says Biden actually went to school on a half scholarship, ended up near the bottom of his class. And won only one degree, not three. Joe Biden ranked 76th in a class of 85 at the University of Syracuse Law School. I mean, this guy comes off this whole thing as a flyweight.
2: Now Biden says Newsweek is right. His memory had failed him.
0: And I'd be delighted to sit down and compare my IQ to yours if you'd like, Frank. Joe Biden was victimized by the truth.
2: Bye-bye Biden. He may not know it yet, but
0: I think this is going to be very difficult for him to recover. Is Joe Biden dead meat? Yes or no? I think so. Bob. Terminal condition. Terminal. Hell
2: <laughs> Yes, unless he comes in third in Iowa. <laughs> Morton.
0: Dying. I say dead. <laughs> and by the way, I got hairy legs. So,
2: so that was 1988, 32 years ago when he was a grown man then, and uh, he got out of the race. And that stuff is hilarious.
0: That stuff is hilarious. <laughs> yeah! How, how I'm tempted because that's what I do for a living to parody his wild claims. But how do you parody that?
2: <laughs> how do you get away with? Well, he didn't get away with it. He had to get out of the race. But um, uh, he got out of the race uh, partially because of a plagiarism thing that was completely unfair. But this stuff. Is absolutely one hundred percent fair. He made those claims, and they were just wrong. And the idea that I, you know, I misremembered. Oh, come on! You don't misremember how many degrees you got in college. Yeah, I mean that's imp- if you don't
0: know, and you graduated <laughs> in the top half of your class, you're practically DFL. <laughs> Seventy-six out of eighty-five. I don't care about that sort of thing. I don't care
2: if you graduated eightieth out of eighty-one in your class. What the hell difference does it make to me? But you claiming the opposite is a thing. I mean, that's yeah. a problem. Yeah, the uh, he has Brian Williams disease. It it gives you it shows you where the press is. So that's that's the mainstream media back then. I recognize some of those voices, sure. and they're left leaning journalists back then. Sure, but they went after everybody. The mainstream media. How would they not ask him about that today? Why is it not still relevant? I know he's ninety years old, and college is a long time ago. But how's it not still relevant that when you were how old was he then? Mid forties? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Sure. When you're in your mid forties, you were going around claiming you had three degrees and you didn't. You had yeah. one. I mean, yeah. what, what, what I
0: apologize. What is for that?
2: that? You're 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 either you're so crazy that you shouldn't be president, or you. What is wrong with you? Who it does, does that? I
0: got a quibble because the uh, in watching the second half of that video is about the plagiarism stuff, and the way you've told it is he quoted this uh, Scottish uh, politician, Scott Britt um, repeatedly, it was part of his standard stump speech. And he usually said, as, uh, you know, Joe Jones, uh, Scottish politician says, blah, blah, blah. And one time he left it out, but then they showed a video of him saying, you know, I was thinking on the way over here and I thought, and then he recited the Scottish guy's stuff as his own with that. It's not like he forgot to cite him. It was, it was nasty. He's got Brian Williams disease. The story isn't, the real story isn't good enough. He's got to embellish. Corn Pop was probably a 145 pound white guy who, when he told him to get down from the diving board, said, oh, yes, sir, Mr. Lifeguard, sir, I'll get down right away. And then it turned into this whole kerfuffle with apology chains and bent knives and the rest in his mind.
2: But isn't it kind of interesting that a something that doomed you in one presidential campaign doesn't even come up in the next one? I mean I realize it's thirty years later. Yes. But it none of nothing has changed. You're still the same human being that was making the same claims. Right. That turned out to be just
0: right. lies. Right. Well, uh Trump engages in some as a broad salesmanship himself, sometimes. Oh no, no doubt. No so doubt. So I think, uh, you think
2: st- that so it changed a the, lot of the stings out of that.
0: Yeah. Could be right. You could be right. Yeah. I wonder. Uh I came across this tweet from somebody who follows us or I follow them or something. Um peace out lululemon it was fun while it lasted i thought well wait a minute why does that have so many likes what does the world care whose yoga pants this gal wears so lululemon's a brand of yoga pants oh uh, yeah exercise wear in general okay. exercise fashion. started leisure at, yeah started
2: out
3: as yoga and has it become just a, a i wear a, a lot
2: i wear a lot of women's clothes but it's usually more frilly things than the, the athleisure so i don't know the the brand Sean, how big a company is
3: Lululemon? How successful have they been? Uh, current market cap sitting right around forty-one billion. Uh, uh, kind of a darling of the market too. They're, they've been ah. held up as an example of one of the the companies that's really succeeding, and uh, their their stock is up okay. somewhere around fifty percent since the 41 pandemic.
0: Forty-one billion dollars in the free market. Well, Lululemon company known for selling astronomically priced workout and lounge gear, invited its followers on social media to learn how to. Resist capitalism. The company... That's weird. uh, ...is promoting... This uh, session, this learning session from yoga instructor and brand ambassador Rebby Kern. Kern is hosting a decolonizing gender workshop to unveil historical erasure and resist capitalism. Decolonizing gender.
2: I have yes. no freaking idea what that means.
0: Yes, resisting
3: capitalism. Now buy our $150 yoga pants.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, yoga routines. The uh, thank you, <laughs> oh, that was a great throwback, it's throwback Friday. As an article from the Guardian from last October reported, some women in Bangladeshi factories making the company's one hundred dollar plus leggings alleged that they were beaten by management. So this company that has <laughs> slaves who they beat into making your yoga pants oh, is going to decolonize gender and help you resist capitalism. Oh, folks, I'm a Christian man. I hate to throw around strong language, but I'm about to. <sighs> okay, I won't. <laughs> Are you blanking kidding me? Well, wow, that's something. When you come across these uber woke virtue signaling companies, not only should you not do business with them, you should tell them loud and clear while you're why you're not and you should share it with your friends. Unbelievable. I have plenty from the woke desk today, including. That's good stuff right there. I've been interested in the whole Mulan uh, movie story, the live-action Disney version of Mulan, which is said to be terrible, um, we were gonna watch without it. charm. We are
2: going to watch it last weekend. I think we're watching it this weekend, so I'll let you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay. The, the reviews are not kind. It, it, well, if you um,
2: ask an eight-year-old, because that's who's going to mostly watch it.
0: They will hate it. Hmm. Um, it. It has lost all of its humor and charm. They left it out. It's now a serious movie. And, oh, I don't want to sit through that. Neither do my kids. Yeah, well. Uh, so anyway, I'm, I'm clicking around because I'm interested in the whole uh, Disney kowtowing to the Chinese government, thanking the very security services that have imprisoned uh, millions of Muslims in, in concentration camps. It's just absolutely despicable. Disney is a company with no soul. But So I, I came across this article on Vox, which is generally insufferable. But I was interested to hear that they'd beaten all the fun out of the movie, so I'm reading the uh, the review, and I come across this sentence, or this uh, couple of sentences. A primary fault here is a weak and non-cohesive screenplay. Mulan credits four cisgender white people for the script, and I spent the entire film being mad at all of them. Oh. Wow. Racism has now been branded anti-racism and is on the march. Yeah, it's, it's scary. You know what we need to do? We need to... Replay that racist versus woke yeah. uh, thing that that great comedian did. Um, it's it's such a beautiful example of this. Yeah, it's it's
2: scary. I, I I actually worry about it. Oh, I do too. That my kids could be at the end of violence that people would cheer on because they think they'd be doing something good in the. In the
0: uh, fight against racism Right We actually had a beloved listener Praise a, a point you made the other day They said it was incredibly insightful Maybe we'll share that Can't next I imagine what that was I know
1: Armstrong and Getty The Armstrong and Getty Show
2: You see that there in New York, 160 CEOs of major corporations in New York wrote an open letter to the mayor saying, You got to crack down on crime. You got to deal with these quality of life issues. People aren't going to do business in New York. Mm. You're going to kill us, Mayor. 160 CEOs of big companies in New York. Wow. Isn't that something?
0: That is amazing. Uh, You got to get this crime under control. It's amazing, but unsurprising. The the only thing I've ever come up with, the only good idea I've ever had, Joe Getty's theory of civilizations, that we veer from guardrail to guardrail and, and we hit the sweet spot in the middle, don't realize we're there, and then just keep going until we're way too far in one direction or the other. And New York went through a period of extremely low crime, safety, economic development during Rudy Giuliani's reign and right after, And people start to think, oh, no, look, they're arresting people just because they commit crimes. That's kind of kind of mean. We got to stop doing that. And sure enough, crime is resurged.
2: Yeah. Well, a lot of it, though, is the whole defund the police and allowing mobs that that's, you know, part of the racial justice thing. And then allowing mobs to smash up all the windows like happened last Saturday night in New York. Mobs just rolling through the city, smashing windows and
0: right. m- relatively unopposed. People being terrorized at their uh, their table while they try to dine in a number of different cities. I think we have one of the latest things from Rochester.
2: And it's happening uh, all across yeah. the country, obviously. You know, 3,000 miles away in Portland and Seattle.
0: You know, it's funny. I was going to bring up uh, cops here briefly. Um, I was watching one of the ceremonies from uh, Ground Zero, 9-11. Well, I was getting my caffeine juice, and they were paying tribute to the firefighters and then the, the police officers, and I don't know if you remember, but 60 police officers died that day, and many dozens have died from uh, lung-related problems uh, since then. And uh, I just, I'm, I'm curious, uh, all cops are bastards? Were those 60 cops bastards? They were running into the danger as everybody was running for their lives? Those cops loved their families, too. They didn't want their kids to grow up fatherless or motherless, but they ran toward the danger. Are those cops bastards? Are they racist? How about that cop I just saw the video of carrying a bloodied black woman out of the wreckage? Is he a racist? Just curious. Because all cops are racists, right? Nah, no,
2: they're not. Anyway. Some of the media that is okay with a guy with a bullhorn screen, I'm going to put all these cops in their graves and everybody cheering, It's got to be hard to
0: square with some of their uh, stuff they're running today on the anniversary of 9-11. It's because they're complete blanking phonies. It's unsquareable if you're a a human with a living soul. Anyway, so as you know from uh, anti-racism training at your corporation or your school uh, that you were forced to sit through, you as a light-skinned person were born evil, and there is no redemption. But evidently we're double evil if we own dogs. Why, white people owning dogs is racist. According to this guy, Cade something or other, way back in time, almost 12,500 years ago, the first canines were being domesticated. He talks about that process a bit. According to bioarchaeologist Gregor Larson, the domestication of dogs started in two places, eastern and western Eurasia, etc., etc., the Eurasian people worked non-stop to gain and maintain the trust with these gorgeous creatures, these wolves. But it was all stolen from them. The greedy actions by white people stained the history books forever. Shortly after the Eurasian people worked so hard to train and bond with wolves, most of them were shipped off and given to Europeans. These filthy white savages took the work and credit from the Eurasian people and branded these magnificent creatures as their own. Uh, then he talks about how if you are white and own a dog, you are openly participating and advocating for cultural appropriation and colonialism. Reinforcing this culture is not acceptable and will come with repercussions. If you are white and own a canine, please consider donating them to a local uh, people of color family or a non-kill shelter <laughs> so it can truly find the perfect home. All right. So this has been Making the Rounds. We probably had half a dozen uh, of you fabulous folks send us the link, which is great. Thank you. There are people now on Twitter claiming it's a parody.
2: How would you know? How can you tell? How can you tell? Yeah, how can you tell in the modern world? I think it probably is a parody, but there's been a whole bunch of stuff that I would have thought was a parody that wasn't.
0: I hold Jack in my greasy mitts. Well, I would if I reached over and picked it up. Two stories. Two stories. One claiming that Hawaiian shirts are cultural appropriation, and one claiming that they're a symbol of white supremacy. Hawaiian shirts? Yes. Hmm. Yes. You're some part of some sort of weird, fringy uh, uh, internet group that's white supremacist and anti-cop.
2: I always thought it was kind of a, uh, you generally don't tuck them in, and if you're getting a bit of a belly, it's a great shirt to go with. What?
1: <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> how many of you people saw the movie Blue Hawaii?
0: <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah, it's a, I don't know if this is a parody or not. It's impossible to know. So you got into that thing about how
2: uh, this whole anti-racism thing is is clearly just racist. I mean, it oh, is absolutely. racism. It is yeah. racism.
0: Right. It's, it's Marxism with a racist
2: face. There's no such thing as reverse racism. There's just racism. Right. Never use that term,
0: by the way, please. Reverse racism. I have, have a bit more global worldview. There's racism in every nation on earth. And these, uh what's the name of
2: this comedian that came up with this? Sean. Uh, okay. He should get Ryan granted, Long because it's, it's so good.
0: Ryan Long, yes, he's terrific. Follow him on Twitter. He puts out videos uh, now and again. Uh, they're all very good. This one to me is his masterpiece. It's two guys who've who've become best best buddies. Recently, one is wearing a T-shirt that says racist. The other one says woke. And here's their conversation.
1: When me and Brad first met, I didn't think we'd get along, but turns out we kind of agree on everything. Your, your racial identity is, identity is the most, most important thing. thing. Everything, everything should be looked at through the, the lens, lens of race. Jinx, you owe me a Coke. Damn. We both have a lot of opinions about people of color, even though we barely know any. I say colored people, but as long as we're classifying them. We both think minorities are a united group. who think the same and act the same. And vote the same. You don't want to lose your black card. Sorry, I don't know. I just think we should roll, roll back, back discrimination, discrimination law so we can hire based on race, race again. again. Jinx, now you owe me a Coke. Hey, tell them what you told me yesterday. White actors should only do voices for white cartoon characters. been saying that for years, stick to your own. Us white people, we have so much privilege. I agree, it is a privilege to be white. Ask him about interracial dating. All I said is that black men who date white women have internalized racism, and white men that date ethnic women are fetishizing them. Guys against interracial dating now. Like, am I being pranked? Did Boomer put you up to this? Ugh, you know that taco place is white-owned? White people should be making white foods, like crap macaroni and cheese, no seasoning, not even salt. It's like he's a mind reader. I mean, I've been pushing for segregation forever and my man does what? I created an improv comedy show exclusively for ethnic people. Guy segregates comedy on my birthday. White people need to stop wearing dreadlocks and they need to stop appropriating black people's music. Shaved heads and country music, the way God intended. You know all white people are racist. I'm listening. Even if you have a black wife or a black friend group, you're still really racist. You he know, we just kicked a guy out of the organization for having a black girlfriend, but if you can promise me he's still really racist, we'll consider letting him back in. Black people should only shop at black businesses. businesses. I guess the only thing we really disagree about is I think white people are the root of all evil. But what did I tell you though, if we can narrow that down to a certain group of tiny hatted white people, I think we can come to an understanding. Technically, I don't consider Jewish people white Neither because... do I. <laughs> How perfect is that?
0: That should win some sort of prize. Oh, please. Let's invent it, fund it, and give it to him. That's at armstrongandgetty.com. You can uh, watch it again, send it to your friends, send them the link to the website and uh, and enjoy ryan long the stuff brilliant. they say
2: in unison is so good that one oh. at the end black people should only shop at black
0: owned businesses yeah. yeah racists have been saying that forever and now the woke crowd is saying that yeah i know it, it is astonishing and and it's all designed to seize power boy speaking of brilliant editorials do we have time for this mm. you in the mood for this i don't know why not it's friday indulge me so this is back to that editorial: uh, implicit and structural witchery, which combines the witch hunt with the current uh, racist witch hunt. Um, but when it gets into uh, more examples, it's it's really good. If you're part of this society, you'd better not laugh because that's implicit witchery too. You know they couldn't find any real witches, so now they're talking about structural witchery. And I'm not saying there aren't any real racists. Of course there are. There are plenty of them in every society on earth, but. Um, <clears throat> so you better not laugh for anyone. For anyone else, however, the Lord High Witch Hunter's report is absurd. The magistrate launches a massive witch hunt. He fails to detect actual witches, so he re- redefines witchery as lack of single-minded devotion to my faith. Why bother with this farce to make a thinly veiled threat? If you're not part of the solution to the witchery we're describing, you're an implicit or structural witch, and will be. But she's burned. a witch. You will be burned like a witch. Similarly, imagine that during the McCarthy era, you failed to uncover any actual communists. The Lord High McCarthyite could admit he was wrong, but where's the fun in that? Wouldn't it be better to declare that you've discovered a massive dose of implicit communism and structural communism? As long as your society fears you, anything could count. Perhaps support for progressive taxes is implicit communism. Perhaps the overrepresentation of left-wing academics in state-funded universities is structural communism. Yeah, you could cry bait and switch, but wait, that sounds dangerously close to implicit communism. Or suppose you're in modern Iran. The Lord High Inquisitor hunts for atheists, but can't find any. So he declares war on implicit atheism atheism, and structural atheism, which abound even in the Z, the Islamic Republic. Shocking? Not really. Because almost anything qualifies as implicit atheism or structural atheism. If this is such an obvious scam, how come hardly anyone in Iran says so? Fear. Minimizing the danger of implicit atheism is a prime example of implicit atheism. He's saying, if you deny look, I don't think there's implicit atheism. These people are just living their lives. That is dead solid proof. You're an implicit atheist. That's how this witch hunt stuff works. Stop falling for it. Young people, my God, especially. And you you dopey suburbanites who, through your white guilt or whatever, are going along with this claptrap stop it check yourselves if you want to if you want to deal with real racism good you're my ally i'm with you you want to root out bad cops amen brother amen sister let's do it the best we can maybe you want to lend support to tim scott's measure in the senate that tried to reform policing in the united states it was great it was smart it was far-reaching and the democrats killed it because they wanted the issue in november It's no way to run a country
2: um, coming up Oh, next hour, we're going to talk to Lon He Chen, who's one of the best political pundits around. I can't wait to talk to him today about a variety of things that happened in the last week or so. Excellent. Uh, but, uh, what do I got coming up? I got the top baby names are out. There's been a change in the women's for the first time in years, Joe, uh, on the girls' names. Oh my baby names. All right. Uh, I don't know why I'm interested in baby. I don't know why there, there must be interest in the baby names thing, right? Or everybody wouldn't do it. Oh, yeah. But you only sure. have a couple of kids uh, during. Otherwise know, people wouldn't name their babies. <laughs> she have no name. She girl.
3: He is like a little
2: baby. You, the, the, yeah, the kid about this high. Come here. <laughs> um, no, I just, I, there must be some interest in it or every radio or TV show station wouldn't do it. But it's kind of interesting is, you know, only 60% of people have kids and then you only go through. A tiny period in your life where you need to name them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not an ongoing problem. Like, right. I've, I've only had to do it twice and I'll never do it again. But, uh, the, the list is always interesting. Um, uh, and, uh, Brett Baer on Fox yesterday really grilled, uh, a Trump spokesperson and a Biden spokesperson. And if you haven't heard that stuff, we'll have to get to that next hour because that's really good too. Saturday Night Live is coming back. A number of things we need to talk about.
1: Armstrong and Getty.
0: Getty show I don't care if Monday's blue,
1: Tuesday's gray and too. Thursday, I don't care about you. It's I'm in love.
0: we do know at this time that at least four targets have been attacked the two twin trade tower centers here in New York City the Pentagon and then another plane that was crashed deliberately into an area outside of Pittsburgh
2: Two thoughts on this 19th anniversary of uh, September 11th, 2001. Uh, One, I hope we've learned the lesson that if somebody declares war on you, believe them, as the very same building had been attacked in 93, they just weren't successful, very successful. They killed six people, and we kind of went, eh, what are you going to do? And pretended that a giant organization... Of uh, funded militants weren't at war with us, even though they were screaming it every single day. If somebody declares war on you, believe them. Uh, and then we the were other, napping away from history. Yeah. You know, we were hiding from history. And then the other thing: if you had told me on September 12th or, or or later that afternoon on September 11th, we won't have another major attack in this country over the next 20 years, I'd have thought that's not possible.
0: Right. Right. That's an not open society possible. like ours. Now, we've had plenty of attacks, but not, you know, a major one. And it took an, a tremendous amount of time, money, and vigilance. Oh, yeah. And overreaction, probably. Yeah, it's
2: not because they weren't trying. Right. Right, But, uh, yeah. Um, so I just I happened to be in the lunchroom, and Carl Rove was on Fox, recounting that morning he was with President Bush, and how that all unfolded. And even though I've heard that story 50 times, and read it, and... That was the morning where, where Bush was
3: reading to a, a classroom, right? Oh, right? Yeah,
2: and they came and whispered in his ear. But uh, how that all unfolded, and it was just a great, Carl Rove really laid it out in a really pretty uh, very interesting way. So we're grabbing that, and we'll play that for you next hour, too. Yeah, excellent. Looking forward to it. Uh, geez, this seems extra fluffy after that. Um, Top baby names. Um, uh, SNL's coming back in the studio. Uh, not the weird Zoom thing they did all last year, or that last half of the year. So October 3rd, they'll be back and doing their thing, and I look forward to it, even though they piss me off on a regular basis.
0: Drive no crowd, I'm guessing.
2: Or will they have a few socially distanced people? I don't know.
3: I would guess no crowd, but I don't believe I read that in the in the release. And I read Pete
2: Davidson. It looks like he's coming back, even though he uh, said during the summer, everybody makes fun of him and treats him like he's dumb. <laughs> but so <laughs> he is coming back. Good, because I think he's funny. Um, uh, knocked off the top spot of the girls' names list for the first time in, I think, five years. Emma has dropped to number two. Oh! Number one girl's name is now Olivia. You can only name your little girl with a name that ends in an A. That's just a, a law now that I believe Certainly. is probably passed by Democrats. If you don't, you're a racist or something. Olivia, Emma, Ava, Sophia, Isabella, Charlotte, Amelia, Mia, Harper and Evelyn. Those are all very nice names.
0: They're perfectly fine names. you got to call your kids something. If you got a kid roughly
2: that age, they're going to go to school with a lot of little girls with those names. Harper's a cool name. That is a very cool name.
0: You know what's uh, interesting about the whole uh thing is that uh, it's very uh, Hispanic. You know, the whole ah, uh, feminine, oh, masculine thing. Please stop using gen- That's why you're supposed to say Latinx now if you're an NPR newscaster and nobody else including Hispanic people who think it's dumb. Your number one boy's name is Liam? That's a fine name. We considered naming our
2: boy Liam. We're looking for a nice Irish name. That is a good name. Followed by Noah, Oliver, William, Elijah. Wait a minute.
0: You know what occurred to me? People naming their kid Liam who are not substantially Irish... That's your cultural appropriation right there. I, I don't know That's why. That's your racism. I don't know why you wouldn't be mad about that. My people were slaves. My people were indentured servants. My people were deliberately starved to death by the British. My people were, were barred from businesses in Britain and in this country. No Irish or dogs. Now you're appropriating our names. And you know what I have to say to that? Go ahead. You like the name? Go ahead. I hope you have a happy child. It's amazing how many biblical
2: names still, uh, hang around despite uh, the media trying to convince you we've moved away from that sort of mm-hmm. thing. So you got <laughs> the your Bible! Yes, sir. Top ten boys. Liam, Noah, Oliver, William, Elijah, James. Elijah's you? in your top uh, yeah. tier, huh? Benjamin, cool name. Lucas, Mason? I haven't come across a Mason. Mm-hmm. And Ethan. So I got, oh, got there, were, a...
0: there are a few biblical names in there, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um. Uh, yeah, about half Zachariah. Of them. Um oh that uh, reminds me I was going to uh, pick a new uh, show busy name with a location. Uh let's see who's this. Uh, John suggested Joe Laredo. What? Because I I want to be one of those people whose um, my last name is like a uh a a place, a city or something. What? I think it sounds cool. I've always liked it. A...
3: Hustle people in pool. What, what's the
0: end game of this? <laughs> you know, John Denver, uh, oh, Joe Montana. Oh, oh, gotcha. oh Yeah, that came Randy up in California. I forgot. So I forgot that came up yesterday. I'm gonna bring a. I <laughs> got myself a map of Texas here. Dakota is a cool has... name. That was yeah, Joe Dakota. Me. Is there? That anybody... actually sounds good.
2: Yeah, that would uh, be pretty good. You better be good with your fists. Bounty or hunter, you... Joe
0: Dakota. <laughs> Wait a minute.
2: You better be able to to, to throw a divorcee down and give her the business if your name's Dakota. Maybe if I'm Joe
0: Dakota, I can uh, date Hannah Montana. (laughs) She's a little skanky for my taste, but who knows? Maybe we can find common ground. (laughs) My sister was born in Lubbock. How about Joe Lubbock? Texas is a good
2: good. last name.
0: Joe Joe Texas. Texas. That's pretty good. Armstrong and Getty.